Hey, this is Jeff Grinnell with Youthology Resources. Thank you for joining us again this week. This week we are talking about the start of another school year. And we need to have the discussion about youth ministry and the school campus. I have a missionary friend who I was talking to one time. And in the course of that discussion, I had mentioned that there are very few youth leaders who are actually on uh, the middle school and high school campus that have a ministry presence there. Uh, let's just say he was more than bothered by this. As a matter of fact, as we began to talk about it, I was trying to understand this from a missionary perspective and not just from uh, you know, a, a youth pastor's perspective in the United States. After all, in the mind of a missionary, ministry is contextual. Missionaries are present in the land they are called to. Why would that be any different for youth ministry? My missionary friend actually said to me, how could a youth pastor not be involved in the middle school or high school campus? That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> I thought it was a great discussion. As a matter of fact, it has fueled me to drive even more youth leaders to the middle school and high school campus. Now, I'm not sure what the statistics say. We haven't seen that much, that much research on youth pastors on campus. But I can tell you anecdotally that in my travels, it is rare for a quarter of the crowd in a youth pastor's conference or a youth pastor's session, it is rare for a quarter of the crowd to be involved on the school campus on a regular basis. There isn't a plan and probably there is no plan because there isn't a passion or a burden for the campus. And listen, and I'm sure there are many reasons for that. So that's what I wanted to do this week, this, this week's podcast. And then next week, we're going to do uh, something uh, similar in part two of this. But I want to talk about a movement of youth leaders on campus. Youth pastors and youth leaders, volunteer or paid, doing contextual youth ministry, being in the setting of a teenager. With the 2022 school year starting up again, the discussion about the presence of the church on public school campuses will begin. And because not every teenager will go off to college, many people have called the middle and the high school campus the last tribal stop of our young people. Think about that. The last place, okay, where we can find a group of teenagers gathered together in subgroups for the last time in their life, before adulthood. Maybe the final place the church can reach them because we know that, that statistics say 85% of people who come to Christ will do so before they go to college. Wow, what a powerful challenge to youth leaders to see the school campus as a primary mission field and not a secondary one. And that's what we mean by the missionary mindset of youth pastors to be in, a con in the context of their students. Too often, I have heard youth leaders say that their middle school or high school is closed to the gospel and the youth ministry is not allowed on campus. I I've heard this before, I, I get it. However, I have yet to, to see 
a closed campus in my 38 years of youth ministry. Uh, okay, now hang on, hang on, I can explain that. I've never seen one campus closed to our presence on campus. I'll get to that in a minute, but listen, I'm sure some campuses are tighter because the administration or issues from a former youth worker, you know, that closed the campus off to you going into the cafeteria. I get it that you may not be able to have a Bible study or a prayer meeting at lunchtime or right on, on the physical campus itself, but there are so many other ways to have a presence on campus. Unfortunately, what I have found are more youth leaders so focused on the office or the coffee shop that their version of outreach or their version of contextual ministry is hoping that students will show up on Wednesday night at church. While at the same time, I believe young people are waiting for youth pastors and youth leaders to show up in their setting. So what do we do? I want to get really practical with this because I know it gets beyond the vision, right, and the burden for this. I can't do much about that, but I can give you a lot of practical help with Emmanuel, incarnate, Christ with us, right? That's our burden, our passion to be with students. And so sometimes that takes creativity uh, because there can be an intimidation factor. I, I get that. But we have to stop with the excuses and start with solutions. So here are 25 ways to reach the campus as a youth ministry and create a presence in the middle and high school campus setting, okay? All right, I'm just gonna uh, rapid fire these in the next couple of minutes, all right? And then uh, don't forget next week, we're gonna follow up with this too. All right, number one, the best way a youth ministry gets on campus is with campus missionaries. That's my students. Training our students to have, who have daily access on campus to be campus missionaries. That's why I'm on campus, because my students are. Number two, how about a social media strategy that involves the school and promoting the school? Number three, make yourself available to the school for crisis counseling. Man, I've done that so many times. Number four, run for a school board or other educational positions in government and local elections. Many of you have that kind of a governmental oversight and a passion for that. Number five, look to get involved in the myriad of extracurricular activities at school. Uh, that, I mean, purchase a, a season athletic pass, attend plays, concerts, performances, uh, so many more. Number six, find the Christian parachurch organizations that are already recognized clubs on campus and get, a, get involved with them. Have a presence in, in or be in the, involved with the leaders who are uh, in those ventures. Number seven, send birthday cards to your students, friends, and faculty with the youth ministry logo on it. Number eight, use seasonal and holiday themes to attend concerts and plays, you know, around Christmas and uh, all those other kinds of things, the beginning of the school, the end of school, getting involved in those kind of things. Number nine, have students wear your youth ministry themed merch, hats, right? Uh, shirts, etc. to the events 
uh, or even daily at school. Number 10, attending the funerals of youth, school staff, or faculty can bring um, a building um, power in your relationship with the school at important times in people's lives. Number 11, monitor the current events and the headlines that are going on in culture and be ready to offer lecture or counsel or intervention. Question, do you have a suicide resource or a gun violence resource to offer your local schools? That's why we do these kind of things at Youthology. Number 12, pray publicly at community events where school officials are, are present, such as elections or banquets, right? Number 13, involvement in FCA or other parachurches can help you access not just the school campus, but the students, staff, and even families who are involved in some of those uh, kinds of uh, ventures. Number 14, use your skill sets in so many different areas. Your coaching and choir involvement, band, theater, officiating, teaching, so many ways to use your skill set. Number 15, use school facilities for a Christian concert or a seminar or a conference that's open to all the parents. Number 16, have your students promote youth group activities and events just verbally uh, promoting that on their socials or at the school campus. Number 17, organize a Super Bowl or March Madness Party and use the school facilities to do that. You can rent those out. Number 18, promote your youth group website on clothing, gear, stickers, buttons, right? Uh, locker inserts, all that kind of stuff. Number 19, attend uh, Young Life, Youth Alive, or other campus student-led organizations that are either on campus or off campus. Number 20, Organize a cleanup crew for after a football game to sweep the grounds or after basketball or a big dual track meet on Saturday. Number 21, ask to sing the national anthem or have your youth choir sing the national anthem at a game. I've done that dozens of times and what a community spotlight that is. Uh, number 22, attend or promote the weekly Bible study that's already going on at your school. You don't have to start a new one with the youth group, right? Number 23, purchase school t-shirts for a pep rally before a huge game with the rival and then place the youth ministry logo on the shirt. <laughs> what a blast that is. Okay, hey, number 24, have you considered chaplaincy or even prayer before or after a game or uh, some kind of uh, official school meeting? Finally, number 25, um, attend See You at the Pole every September. Man, I think we should be doing See You at the Pole every month, but more about that next week, okay? Anyway, listen, in 1962, 1963, as a result of pressure from Madeline Murray O'Hare and others, prayer and Bible reading were removed from U.S. schools. Now, uh, hear me. I don't believe that prayer and Bible reading were really officially removed from school maybe in a governmental way, because our students are still on campus praying and reading their Bibles. Because as long as there are, well, let's just say tests at school, there will be a lot of prayer in schools. <laughs> yes, yeah, anyway. And they'll be reading their Bibles at lunch, every day on the school campus before a practice or a game, right? But think about this. 
We cannot allow the pressure of society to remove the youth ministry from a contextual youth ministry on campus. So I'm challenging you with all of these practical ways to use these kind of things to help you be a campus missionary, to be strategic in your relationship to our campus. To be honest, our campus presence as a youth leader gets down to one simple thing. If there's a will, there's a way.